Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast, Thoughts About Life. And as you well know, I am Miss Nita. And first, I want to say thank you to those who are coming back for another listen. I appreciate that very much. And also, welcome to those who are listening for the first time. I hope that what I have to say in my thoughts can resonate with your thoughts. You know, we um, we all go through a lot of things in life and we all sometimes need to hear from other people as well because you're not alone in so much of life situations you are not alone and as we all know um this october this month is domestic violence awareness month and i too after thinking about it yes i too have had experience with domestic violence it's it's a hard thing to talk about when you're going through it because of the fear of what people might think or what people might say and oftentimes most people in those situations just want help they they're crying out they need help to figure out what to do even though the best thing to do is to get out of that situation but that is hard to do when you're trapped you know your mind has become trapped in that situation where you can't see you know it's wrong but it's your mind is telling you you can't get out of this how or how can you get out of this where where do I go who do I talk to and there are so many avenues out there for people in those situations I came across a quote and it read It hurt the most when the person that made you feel so special yesterday makes you feel so unwanted today. And I think about my own situation. This happened to me years ago in my marriage. Um, Me and my ex had been together for many years before we got married. It wasn't for the lack of him asking. It was just me always saying no. And why I was saying no, I don't know. But in the long run, I understood why I was saying no because of the situation I found myself in with him after we got married. You know, we were we were fine, loving couple, you know, doing things and so forth. Everything was cool. But once we got married and within, I would say, I think it was probably almost a year within the marriage, he he started changing. I started seeing a different side of him, a side I had never known. And I hate to say I had been knowing this man for 18 years. And these things, you know, back then I knew that, yeah, we both used to hang out. We used to go out to the clubs, you know, and so forth and get our drink on and everything. Who who didn't at a young age? And I knew there was some little things like he, he I knew he that he he smoked weed. Okay, he did that off and on. He did he wasn't um heavy into it. But during the first year of our marriage, like I said, things started going into a different direction with him. And it really changed when I thought about the fact that 
I wanted to spend more time with him and our son because I work 12-hour shifts. So I wanted to change my job position. And I was, and I talked to him. You know, in a marriage, you're supposed to talk with one another when you want to make a major move or decision. And he told me he was good with it. You know, he, he would like that. So I went out and started, you know, looking for jobs elsewhere and so forth to see what would come up. And the funny thing with that part is, for some odd reason, now I'm overly qualified or something else was happening that they couldn't hire me. And I couldn't understand why I could not, you know, get a job elsewhere when I was very experienced at what I was doing at the time. But to say that, that is when I started seeing a change in my husband at that time. Um, it was almost as if he was trying to sabotage what I was doing. Um, there, there, I can't tell you everything because I can't remember everything that was happening back there. Back then, I should say. But um, it came to a point where, you know, he'll come up missing. You know, he would get home late and doing little things or taking stuff and so forth. And I'm like, why are you doing this? You know, we need this. And even to the point of stealing money from our household. And I didn't know what was going on. And I, you know, confronted him and he would get real vocal about it. And that's and what I end up in as domestic violence situation is the fact that he was he became verbally abusive, controlling, tried to be very controlling. I I remember, you know, I'm going to be all over the place with this, but I remember a time where um, I needed to go somewhere. We only had one vehicle and he knew it was a very important appointment at that time. And he said, okay, yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back. But he never came back. I missed the appointment. He didn't come back till late at night. And when I confronted him, it became a big argument. And as he's talking to me and he's calling me this and that and all kinds of names and so forth. And as I looked in his eyes, see, like they say, the eyes, you can see into somebody's soul, I guess you say. Some, I forgot how the phrase goes, but as I look into his eyes, that was not the person that I have known. I didn't know who this person was. And from that point on, it's like every time he would talk, it was always heated, verbal, you know, putting me down, tell me I ain't got to do this and I ain't got to do this. I need to do this and I need to do that. Try, you know, be controlling to the point where when I go places, I didn't even want to take him with me because I did not know what was going to happen in front of people with him but there came a time where I had had enough you know the the who oh, I can't even tell you guys I wish I can share everything but I'm not I'm just going to share a little bit like I said but I remember the most fearful I was of him yeah I was I was scared but I also knew I didn't need this I didn't need to be in this situation with you like this. I mean, we've been together 18 plus years and now you want to act in my mind, act crazy. But I did not know that this behavior 
of his, this change in him, came from substance abuse. And we really don't know how substance abuse does to a person or triggers within a person. You see, he always needed money. And he had a job. He was working late nights. But he would come home in the middle of the night looking for money. And I'm questioning, why are you here when you should be at work? Not knowing he was not working. He had gotten fired because of the substance abuse in his life. And I didn't learn that until I actually called his job and they told me I needed to talk to him. And I ended up finding the evidence that, yeah, he no longer was working and hadn't been for several months. Imagine that. He did that for a long time. But I knew something was up because bills weren't getting paid, but eventually I had to pay. And he was always saying, you know, he had to go pay for this and pay for that. You know, and if I question, he'll get heated and, you know, yelling and screaming at me and, and you know, storming out the house and, and this and that. But when I got to the point where enough was enough, I was tired of the yelling and the screaming and, you know, taking off with the car and leaving me stranded or not want, basically not wanting me to go anywhere. Um, I had to end this marriage. I had to get out. And once I decided to file, I found out that I needed to have him come with me to the lawyer's office, which we did. And as the lawyer, you know, explaining about divorce proceedings, he was quiet for the most part. You know, he was quiet throughout that process. And it wasn't until the lawyer had to step out that the first threat on my life came in that office what he told me what he would do if I tried to divorce him. Not saying I was never, ever scared throughout all this process, but that day he put fear in me. But I did not let it stop me from going on, going through with this divorce. From that point on, everything went downhill really quick to the point where he almost got physically violent. He was about to hit me and my, and you know, kids, you know, they love being on their phones, you know, cell phones. I don't think my son had a cell phone at that particular time, but he always had the phone to his ear. And I did, I wasn't even aware that he was in the bathroom. I thought he was in his room. But anyway, my son actually called his grandparents and the police to let them know what was going on. Everybody came and I wanted him at that point. I wanted this man out my house because I did not, you know, recognize this person. I come to find out because of the laws here in Wisconsin that if you if this is your mailing address, they can't forcefully move you, remove you. I would have to get a restraining order to have him removed from the house, which I did. I went and got myself a restraining order to remove him. And basically that was for me the end of our our relationship because once I, you know, it's my house, I had to leave, you know, once he was gone, I mean, I never seen him after that. 
no backlash or anything. I know there have been women where the men, you know, track them down, you know, still getting back at them because of what they did or call the police on them and so forth. But my saving grace was my father. My father, a very spiritual person, did what he felt he needed to do for my ex at that time. He talked with him and so forth, and he knew people that could help him get out of his, well, I should say get out, would help him work to get out of the substance abuse area in his life and helped him to go to where he needed to go to get help. So what I'm saying is there is support out there for anyone who is in that type of situation, be it male or female, because, yes, men go through abuse as well. And if you think about it, we never really think about the fact that when we talk to people, and we get into heated arguments and so forth, and we get to ranting and raving. Then we start calling somebody out their name. We'll tell them that they ain't this, they ain't that, and so forth. They don't know nothing. Did you know that's still a, a, a little bit of, not a little bit, that is abuse. Because you are mistreating someone with your words. You don't know how much your words may be affecting that person. You telling this person that there are they are no good. You tell them that on a regular basis where they become those words. And a lot of our young folks today are the way they are because of the words of an adult. What somebody told them. Even even little little ones when the parents break up. You got parents, mother or or father that would tell the children, you know, all kind of bad things about their parent their you know the other parent that may not even be true some of it may be true but some of it may not be and so now you want this child to feel the same way about that other parent because of what that parent did to you or how that parent made you feel and that is wrong as well because that's not between the children and that parent that's between you and that person so what I want to say is God told us in Jeremiah 29:11 he told us for I know the plans I have for you they are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope a future you know he wants us to prosper he wants us to be happy god is about all the good things in life and don't you want that you should want good in your life you shouldn't want to be mistreated on a daily basis yeah it's hard to get the strength to get up and to just leave because you're so worn down your mind has been beaten down by someone's words your body has been bruised by physical attacks but be prayerful Ask the Lord to send you someone. He will send you someone to help you. He sent my son to help me. Who would ever thought my child would help me out of a situation? But I was asking the Lord, I can't take this no more. I need someone. Please, please send me something. Show me what I need to do. And he did. And I stayed 
prayerful even through the whole process. And I don't know, maybe, no, I do know God kept me covered. He did. He kept me covered that nothing else happened in my life. But the only thing afterwards is, yeah, just like any parent or child, I had I had to go through some things because guess what? The Lord had already showed me I didn't need to be married to my ex, but I did it anyway. So I was disobedient. But at least he blessed me enough to still keep my home, keep my life, keep me covered. You guys out there who are going through something, there is help. And if you want it bad enough, you can get it. You can. There's there's hotlines out there. You know, there's people out there. You never know. You just open up to someone and you never know who just may have the help that you need. Don't stay closed and don't stay in hiding. Get out. There's much more to life than this. No one should ever go through abuse. No one. Life is too precious for that. It really is. But that's all I'm going to say today on that. And stay prayerful for those who are going through any type of domestic violence. Because this goes in so many different forms and in different ways. Just remember, there is a power much higher than that person that is causing you harm that can help you through anything at any time you just call on them guys take care and be blessed